0: Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this evening and welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday Evening Service. I'm Pastor Wells and I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, and in the midst of us, regardless of all the stuff that's going on around us today. As we know, as I always say, you know and I know, there's a lot of stuff going on around us today, but I'm excited today about what God is doing, amen, for us in the midst of the stuff that's happening. Well. It's just a blessing to be saved, you know? It's a blessing to be in your right mind, be able to do things on your own, be able to move around on your own. Uh, It's a blessing. Well, today, I wanna uh, complete the message from last week. This is a part two of Deliverance, part two. Because we need to know what deliverance Bow your heads with me for a moment, and let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you in the behalf of those that are watching this broadcast, those in their homes, wherever they may be receiving this broadcast, Twitter, YouTube, or podcast, wherever they may be receiving this message today. As you touch every liberal soul, save, deliver, and make free. I find the hands of the strong man, plead the blood of Jesus against the and claim victory, and accept victory for him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know, there's a song that comes to my mind. It's been coming to my mind all day. This is earlier today. And that song goes something like this. Some of y'all may know this song. It's an old-time song. And it goes something like this. The Lord has kept me. Oh, no, no. That's not how it started. It goes this way. It's not the other way right. It's... The Lord has brought me from a mighty long way. Oh, yes. One more time. The Lord has brought me from a mighty long way. He's kept me by his goodness. He kept me by his goodness, and he saved me by his grace, and he saved me by his grace. The Lord has kept me. The Lord has kept me through a lot of things. One more time. The Lord has brought me. The Lord has brought me from a mighty long way, from a mighty long way. He's kept me by his goodness. He's kept me by his goodness. And he saved me by his grace. And he saved me by his grace. The Lord has kept me The Lord has kept me a mighty long time, a mighty long time. That may sound silly. I'm not a great singer, but that song is true. The Lord has brought me from a mighty long way. Uh, He's kept me by his grace. He saved me by his mercy. He saved us when we didn't need, we didn't think we needed to be saved. He saved us when we didn't want to be saved. He saved us when we needed to be saved. He saved us in spite of ourselves. He saved us. Amen. And he brought us somebody a the long way. It's because of his goodness. His goodness, not ours. That's why that sword said, The Lord has brought me from a mighty long way. He's kept me by his goodness, and he saved me by his grace. That, that's really true. He saved us by his grace. The Lord has brought me from a mighty long way, hallelujah. It's his grace and his mercies that he's brought us to this day, hallelujah. Hallelujah, it's by his grace, his mercy, they ain't nothing on us. Yeah, we ain't done nothing special to uh, be brought here. We didn't do nothing special to be woke up this morning. We didn't do nothing, 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 nothing. Somebody said that clock woke me up, well. I guess if the clock uh, didn't work, you wasn't waking up. But it's God's goodness that you woke. Your hearing connected with your brain properly this morning, for you to hear that clock go off? It's just something to think about God's goodness, and it's just something to think about God's grace. It's really something to think about God's goodness, and it's really something to think about God's grace. So it sucks. So today, I'm closing out this, this, this two-part message of deliverance. It gets you to think about something. It's because of God's grace. It's because of God's mercy. Nothing on you. Our personal righteousness is that filthy rags and don't mean dirt. Amen. I'll say it again. Our personal righteousness don't mean nothing. It don't mean dirt, brother, dirt. It don't mean nothing. Go with me to the book of Galatians in chapter one and verse four. Galatians chapter one and verse four. King James Version always. Oh, Listen to this. Who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this prison evil world? according to the will of God and our Father. Let me read it one more time. Who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God, our Father. Hmm. Notice he said our Father. When we pray, uh, 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 the Psalms 23, our Father which are in heaven, we don't even know what we say. People pray, people pray that song, Our oh, Father, Father, which are in heaven, holler me thy name. Oh, wait a minute. They don't even know who they're talking to. They don't even know who they're talking about. They don't even know. Yeah. They don't even know who they're talking about. Amen. They don't even know who the man that they're talking about That's that. They don't even know who he is. They call him Father, uh, Father, which in heaven. You don't even know. Him. You don't even serve Him. Look at, look at that, that. Galatians one and four again. He gave who gave Himself for our sins, that He might deliver us from this present evil world, according to the will of God our Father. That Jesus Christ might look at the scripture. That Jesus Christ gave himself so that he might Deliberate. deliver us. Deliverance is something that you don't pick. Yeah. <laughs> Oh I I, and you, Oh, want to be delivered from smoking. Uh, I don't want to be delivered from drinking. Uh, I don't want to be delivered from fornication. Uh, I don't want to be delivered from uh, 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 lying. I want to be delivered from stealing. I don't want to steal. I want God to deliver me from that. But I don't want to be delivered from a lying because that's how I get out of my scam and wham. I don't want to be delivered from being Adulterer because I want to hook up with the married women and the young women when I want to. This is us. We want personal deliverance based off what we want. But beloved, it don't work that way with God. Either you're doing it God's way or no way at all. Come on. You ain't getting delivered on your terms. People think it is. The Bible says, Whosoever will let them come. That's the scripture. that say that. But I'm gonna tell you something. God's not a flunky and He's not a toy. So Jesus, in His verse, gave up His life for our sins. we didn't even know the man, we wasn't even in thought. But Christ Jesus went to Calvary in our behalf. He went to the cross a Calvary that hung on that tree outside the city, in behalf of Bernard, and on behalf of Mary Jo, Harry, all these other people. And the unique thing about it, he didn't happen. But the Scripture goes on to say, "Who gave himself for our sins that that he might." Deliver us from this pre, pre uh, uh, this from the present world, e- present evil world, according to the will of God our Father. He might what deliver us to see. God never said that there wasn't evil in the world. He never said that. God never said that there wasn't evil in the world. He never said that there wasn't sickness in the world. He never said that there wasn't poverty in the world. He never said that. He never said that. But he wanted to deliver us in our lives in this, this present evil world. Now we talk talking about when Christ went to Calvary. And to me, we're living in today, and this world is full of evil. It was full of evil, wickedness, dead. Uh, Enemy devices ain't changed. He's just using it a new way for you. He's using it in terms of 2022. And next year, he's going to use it in terms of 2023, just like he did in 2019. You got to know. You can't be ignorant. The Bible said we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. You got to know what his devices are. He got many. He got many devices. You got many devices that keep us bound and never get delivered. Never receive full kingdom blessings because you can't receive full kingdom blessings when you're bound. Ah, oh, beloved. But Jesus went to the cross that we might be delivered from the present evil world. That I means what the wickedness in this world. See, he's not talking about you dying. No, he wants you to live on this earth and not be wrapped up in this present evil world with the functions of this present evil world in which we live. That's the difference of what God wanted. God wants to bring you out of darkness into his marvelous light. God do not want you bound by nothing but his love. God doesn't want you bound by nothing but by his love, his grace, and his mercy. Not sin, sickness, and disease. It's just the opposite. Christ went to Calvary that we might be delivered from this present evil world in which we live. We live in a world where corruption and dishonesty fill sin. You ever notice how the movies uh, they have uh, in the movies now and on TV? Either they totally sexed out, or the language is so nasty and vulgar, so you can't bear it. You got to turn it up. They no longer have movies really when it's just movie, but now they come up with every they write into these scripts every foul language, the word that they could think of. Because this present evil world man like darkness rather than light so he's going to enjoy that mess let's move on let's go to judges excuse me let's go to psalms 34 let's go to psalms 34 And verse four, listen to this. Psalm 34 and four says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Let me read it one more time. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. That's one of my biggest problems. why we can't get deliverance. One of the biggest problems why we can't really see receive true deliverance because we won't seek after the lord we won't suck him we seek man. we seek uh, popular preaching, a uh, well-known online preaching, or a uh, 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 regular TV preaching, or uh, uh some famous preacher that's coming to town bishop by bishop or whatever apostle or whatever but you don't seek the lord One of the reasons why when we go to church, sometimes we don't receive nothing. We ain't saw God for nothing. One of the biggest things the church has a problem with is prophecy. Everybody want to hear prophecy. Everybody wants somebody to prophesy to them. Everybody wants them to give them a sure word from God. Well, read your Bible. You're going to find out that sure word from God. It generally came to people that saw it. Unless it was a message of judgment, <laughs> that was sure. <laughs> Unless it was a message of judgment that God was going to kill you behind. But for deliverance, you had to be in tune with God. Uh, my good my uh, 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 my good friend, Pastor George, has said something that I can't get rid of. It stays with me. He said, Pastor, well, how in the world they going to know God's voice if they never around him? You gonna know God's voice for deliverance if you don't know Him, if you don't hang around Him, if you don't spend time with Him. How are you gonna know His voice? How are you gonna accept His deliverance? You're gonna reject His deliverance. You're gonna be like the fool in the water. His boat capsized. God said, God sent a boat per people in the small boat to save him. God sent a helicopter to save him. God just sent their people to save him. And He keep them God gonna save. So he drowned. He received no deliverance. He think death was his deliverance. So he goes up to heaven. And he asked the Lord, why you let me die? He said, who told you that? He said, "I would, why did I drown? He said, why didn't you save me? He said, what are you stupid or something? I sent three different groups of people to save you behind. You told him no. You didn't want my salvation. You want I'm coming to save you. I sent somebody to save you. You know what the guy said? Oh, I didn't know that was you because he didn't spend time around him. You see, when you spend time around God, and in his word, you get to know his voice. You're gonna know God when he's speaking, you're gonna sense his presence. That's why a lot of people don't get delivered. They miss they deliverance. They miss financial deliverance. They miss friendship deliverance. They, they miss uh, 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 all marriage deliverance. They miss all kind of things. Because some of the people that married marriage have a problem in the marriage and they, they need delivered, they listening to the wrong people. <coughs> they listen to the people don't usually need that dummy. He ain't no good. She ain't no good. He ain't looking like Brother So and so, and she ain't fine like Sister So so. I leave her. That's why you can't get delivered. And then, when everything falls apart, you blame God. God didn't want to help me. I was scammed, passing through, reading through something, and a lady said, I prayed, my God did answer my prayer. Well, she should have got saved. He should have got saved because God listens to the prayers of his children. He helps his children. I'm a living witness. He helps his children. Only time that God ain't going to help you when you ain't serving and living and walking up, bro. He ain't making he He's not getting messed up in your mess. He's not a messy God. Well, I might as well tell the truth because he ain't know who he is, whatever. But God isn't a messy God. I know we like mess, trash, and filth, but God don't like none of that stuff. He's a cleaned up. Look at that verse, Psalm 34 and four said, "I sought the Lord." Oh my goodness, that's telling you a whole lot. When you read it, you should feel convicted because you ain't sought the Lord. Somebody said, "Well, how did I saw How do I seek the Lord?" Well, one of the best ways to start seeking God is start reading His Bible. Start reading the word of God. Ask God to open your understanding of his word. You want to hear God's voice? Read his word. Don't go by some, what you hear, them sounds in your head. I remember when that verse God said, I will be here though. Doth saith the Lord. Doth saith the Lord. I was constantly hearing all this stuff in my head. Doth saith the Lord. Doth saith the Lord this and doth saith the Lord this. That wasn't God speaking. That was a devil place trying to trick me. God don't speak to nobody 24 hours a day. Go read your Bible. It's right in here. He don't talk to nobody 24 hours a day. Everybody that he talked to, they had to seek after him. God don't speak to nobody 24 hours a day. I just heard God speak to me. I remember a preacher that was like that. Every minute that man opened his mouth, God was speaking to him. I ain't never seen that. It grieved everybody around him. The minute that man opened his mouth, I heard about it but then we were in chapel of service and that's when the boy really started rolling. The first thing come out of that like, man's mouth, oh, God just spoke to me. Always, as soon as he opened his mouth, God just spoke to me. God just spoke. And that's always God always had something to say. So check this out. His wife left him. So everybody wanted to know. Why didn't God speak to you and tell you your wife was leaving you? <laughs> we want to know. We want to know why God didn't tell you your wife was leaving you. You saying God's speaking to you, telling everybody this, that, and the other. Why can't the God you said tell you your wife was leaving you? Huh? Huh? God don't speak to nobody 24 hours a day. I don't care what no prophet say, no archbishop say. I don't care what no priest say. I don't care what nobody say. This Bible makes it plain that God does not speak to no man 25 hours a day because the Bible makes it plain that God's spirit will not strive for man always. It will not strive for man always. He ain't speaking to nobody 24 hours a day. That's just you hearing world here. You want to know something? The Bible makes it plain that there are many voices in the earth. Did you hear what I said? There's many voices in the earth. So you got to deal with your head. Listen to this. You got to deal with the devil talking to your head. You thinking your stuff, and then you got to deal with God talking to you. You got to get to know God's voice so you can serve who's talking. A lot of preachers today, God ain't talking to them, that's the devil using them. They don't even back up most of the stuff they say with the Bible at all. And you say amen, hallelujah. You'll never get delivered that way. You'll never be free from sin, sickness, and disease. Never. 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 You'll never receive deliverance. Never. You got to know any real man or woman of God is going to tell you this. You need to keep your focus on Christ Jesus. Is the one your eyes are supposed to be on not on me because i can't save you i can't deliver you oh they said well, well uh, the bible said well you got the gift of healing it's a gift he's the giver of that gift i didn't just get, get this it's not me i didn't create it oh yeah i do but god used me in the five ministry when he wants to when he when i'm out there and i need to minister to people he's going to minister through me to those people and that's it People confuse speaking in tongues with prophecy. Oh, I could go on for days. That's why people can't get delivered, the cause they won't follow what the Scripture said. The Bible said, "Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God." Now, man, now focusing on our man for God. Deliverance is something that can take place. That's the team was preaching about that. Last week, I, was, I started this part, uh, first part last week. She was preaching on deliverance because deliverance is needed in the church of God. People don't realize that God still works miracles like he used to do. People don't do that no more. They don't believe in miracles. I don't know why. I don't know what God they serve in. He said, I am the Lord. That God that changes not. He don't change. He ain't never changed. Whether I'm in a max box or a cathedral, I'm still going to tell you God don't change. I'm going to still tell you that he's holy. And I'm going to still tell you that you need to be delivered. And above all, saved. Look at that verse one more time. Look at that verse. Look at that verse. Psalm 34 and 4. I sought the Lord and he heard me. You notice it says, and he heard me. You need the Lord to hear you when you call. That's why you got to be saved. And deliver me from all my fears. People live in fear. I'm going to tell you this, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I'm not living in fear, and I have been challenged with it. I'm not being afraid to walk the street at night, drive at night. No, I'm not. The enemy had challenged me consistently, but I'm going to consistently tell him that he's a liar. Because I got God on my side. As long as I got God in me and on my side, I don't have to fear. When I ain't walking with God, that's when I better be afraid. That's when I better be terrorized, because I know the devil will kill me, or do whatever he wants me and get away with it. God so I said his word. he Deliver them from their destruction. We're going to get to that. But the scripture says here, I saw the Lord, he heard me, and delivered me. The Lord delivered me. Oh, y'all got to put yourself there. The Lord delivered me. When I was laying in my bed with the virus, the Lord delivered me. Oh, y'all hear me today. When I thought my mind was gone. I mean, it was wild during the virus. Uh, when I was affected by the virus, my mind was like it was gone. And the Lord stepped in and spoke to me and told me I'm going to take care of I'm going to shut your mind down so nothing goes wrong. Oh, glory to God. God stepped in. I couldn't do nothing for myself. It was so bad after I started recovering from the virus, I couldn't read nothing small at all. This is why you got to be delivered. This is why you got to be saved. This is why you got to have God's word in your life. Why you have to have God's word in your life. You know why? The Bible says when an enemy come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will rise up and stand it against it. But if you don't got God in you, Oh, glory, mama, sheka, mama, mama, sheka. If you listen, if you don't have God in you, no standard will be risen against heaven. He's gonna whip you behind. I'm telling you, I've been through this. And I know that God liveth and maketh oh God. And that Christ liveth, making this and make an intercession for us. He 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 did it. He did the work, but oh, we need to accept the deliverance that he did. That's what Oh my gosh, that's just something to think about about God delivering us. Once you've been delivered once by God, oh glory to God! You know He can deliver you again. Hallelujah, Hallelujah! But you gotta be willing to accept God's deliverance. Let me pray for those that's watching the broadcast. Now, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to touch every little soul watching this broadcast. I ask you to save, deliver, and make free today. Give them the deliverance that they need that so they can save you in peace. I rebuke the hand of the devil in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm-hmm. But listen to this. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and he delivered me from all my fears. Put yourself in that place. You see, we read scripture. Listen to this. A lot of us preachers. I'm talking about us preachers now. I'm talking about us prophets, apostles, bishops, and all whatever title you run around calling yourself. Some of y'all got five titles at one time. Whatever. I'm talking about us now. We run around telling everybody that you got to trust the Lord. You got to do this. And then some of us read the scripture just like the Psalms 34. It said, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. But some of these same preachers that run around telling you not to be afraid and to trust God, they're the biggest cowards around. When they're all by themselves, they scared. They can't live right. They can't pray. They can't read their Bible. They can't do nothing. Biggest cowards around, living in fear. They're watching over their shoulder when they drive. they scared. I'm not going to be scared to drive nowhere. The enemy trying to attack me, driving across the bridge. I always tell the story about the Bay Bridge issue. but I was going across the Bay Bridge in Maryland, the enemy started working on me mentally, but the spirit of God rose up and broke me. There's a woman out here where I live. She was on one of the bridges out here. And she had a panic attack. Just like the enemy was trying to work on me. This mother must be wasn't saved and didn't know God in the pardon of us and didn't know his word. And he told her to make a U-turn. She made a U-turn on the bridge killed herself and other people. One way break. See, the enemy, I want to tell you something about the enemy and deliverance. He don't want you to be delivered and he sure don't want you to serve God. At all. Oh! If you're religious, he loves you. He loves he love religious people. He loves religious preachers. He loves religious people. Just be religious. Don't be saved. Don't go that far. You want to go to church? Fine. I'm happy with that. As long as you live for me. As long as you die in your sins and come and serve me throughout eternity, I'm happy. That's how the devil operates. That's exactly how he operates. We need to understand that God does not change. He's so holy. Let's move on. Let's go to Judges chapter 15. I wanna show you something about deliverance. I wanna show you something about deliverance. Judges chapter 15 and verse 18. I want to show you something that's hardly ever spoken about, about deliverance. Verse 18 said, Uh, judges, King James Version, and he was sore athirst, thirst and called on the name of the Lord. Oh, no, that's not that scripture. This is the other scripture. I'm going to come to that other scripture I want to show you. Okay, anyway, that's gone. And he was sore athirst, thirst and called on the Lord and said, Thou hast given this great deliverance into the hand of thy servant. Now I shall die of thirst and fall into the hand of the uncircumcised. Let me read it one more time. And he was sore at thirst and called on the Lord and said, thou has given this great deliverance into the hand of thy servant. Now shall I die for thirst and fall into the hand of the uncircumcised. If that's not us, I don't know who it is. God brings a great deliverance in your life. You went through the trial, you went through the test, and you can't do with a great deliverance from the Lord. The Lord brought a great deliverance in your life. Now, all of a sudden, you're weary and dreary after the deliverance. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's what I'm trying to tell you about deliverance. That's one part I'm trying to tell you about deliverance. Because deliverance comes, it does not mean you're going to be in your full strength. You got the recharge in God. Oh, glory to God. You got to recharge in God. After that, you receive deliverance. Yes, don't accept deliverance. Oh, you don't believe me? You read the story of King Hezekiah. Yeah? King Hezekiah was a perfect example of that. God told, God told Isaiah to go back and tell him that he was going to spare his life. the King Hezekiah said, oh, no, that ain't good enough. What are you talking about? He's going to spare my life. Okay, so what? I'm laying in the bed. I've been laying in the bed for a long time, sir. I need something done. He said, okay. This is not going to do it. To he said, nope. That ain't gonna help me, though. He said, what do you want? I want God to turn the sun down back three degrees. He said, what? I want God to turn the sun down back three degrees. <laughs> Hezekiah was smarter than Isaiah. He knew what God was capable without a shadow of a doubt. Not only he knew that God could deliver him and give him strength in his body, but he wanted God to prove himself even more and turn the sundial back. You think that was nothing? It was something. Because God was turning the sundial back three hours. Hmm? Just imagine that. Somebody gained three hours of extra life. Huh? <laughs> Y'all gotta read the story. It's not no light thing. But when you look at this verse, this man is crying. This is Samson. Samson is crying and telling him, you gave me a great deliverance. Now I'm a dying thirst and I'm a boil into the heaven. and i am save I'm second now. Oh God. Now God, yes, Brought you a great deliverance. All that you had to do was say, I need something to drink. I need to drink from the tree of life, the fountain of life. I need, I need some juice. I need some power. I need some strength. You ain't got to say you're going to die for it to the hand of uncircumcised. Uncircumcised was unsaved. Considered to be barbarian, whatever, Roman, whatever. But the thing here is, Samson is crying out after God brought deliverance. Notice he said that God brought a great deliverance and some of y'all got great deliverance from God and you're still crying and have not accepted God's ability to strengthen you after you received that deliverance. When I laid in my bed sick of the virus, God had to deliver me. He had to deliver my mind. I had to allow God to strengthen me. Now, part of being strengthened was getting back into the Bible step by step, reading it when I could, when I could see clearly. And after I think of two weeks or something like that, my eyesight was back because I couldn't see small stuff at all. I'm telling you, I couldn't see. I wasn't afraid. I was not scared, I was not afraid that I couldn't see no more, I didn't bother me. I just waited on God. I would ask my wife, could you read this for me? Uh, I can't see this thing. I wasn't scared, I was, I, I was at peace, I wasn't working, I know God was going to take care. I went back to the doctor, the eyeglass doctor, because I wear glasses for driving distance. So when I went to the doctor, uh, the eyeglass optometrist, I think that's what they call them, optometrist. Okay, I went to the optometrist, and I went there and they did the test on me. <clears throat> and I said, I, I said, how's my eyesight? She said, Yeah, they're the same way they were for the last 10 years. Now, I just came through a virus and I couldn't hardly see. That's God's deliverance power. Not mine. Not mine. He said, It's not by my nor by power, but by my spirit, saith God said the Lord, it's him, it's not us. That's why we can't receive God's blessings. We want God to deliver us from some things, just like I said before. We want God to deliver us from something. but we do not want God to deliver us from everything because it means we gotta give up something. I never forget the story of the young man that I was talking to that was on social services, we used to call it welfare back then. Um. He got himself some trouble with the law and he lost his good job. However, I offered him an opportunity, a business opportunity, so we can make some money. You know what he told me? No, man. I don't want that. I said, why? He said, because they're not going to give me my little check no more. Can you imagine somebody telling you that? You offer something for them to better themselves. They don't want to be delivered. That's the thing about deliverance, beloved. Everybody has to want it. You got to want deliverance. Oh, it's not, not like no candy. You got to want it. You got to desire it. You got to seek after deliverance. See, now, now, now you look at this story in our in, uh, Judges uh, 15 and 18 about Samson. Samson received a great deliverance. But yet. Samson turned around and cry. I'm going to die of thirst and I'm going to be a mouthful amongst the uncircumcised and saved. Can you believe that? God just brought this man a great deliverance. But he was crying that he was thirsty. Amen. All he had to do was ask the living waters to give him some water. Give him some heavenly wine, Give him something. But no, he's going to start crying like a little baby. Oh, God help me. That's us. God just brought you out of darkness into just marvelous light, and you cry. You can't go through a little thing. You got a little splint in your hand. You screaming, oh, God, help me. Oh, come on. <laughs> you want to serve God? Serve it, But don't sit there and cry like a zero-year-old. We expect infants, newborn babies to do this. You jokers running around talking about you've been slave for 25, 30 years, and you can't even deal with deliverance? Let's move on. Let's go to Psalms 32 and and verse 7. Psalms 32. At verse 7, we're talking about deliverance part 2 tonight. Last week was to give you a little touch of deliverance. And I want to complete it tonight. Psalm thirty-two, verse seven says, "Thou art my hiding place; thou shalt preserve me from trouble; thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance." I'm gonna read it one more time. "Thou art my hiding place; thou shalt preserve me from trouble; thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance." Isn't that something? God is your hiding. We used to sing a song years ago. Uh, It goes something like this. In the word of God, I have a hiding place. In the word of God, I have a hiding place. Oh, in the word of God, I have a hiding place. Yeah. A lot of people didn't know what that song meant. They had no idea that in the word of God, right in this word of God, there is a hiding place. When you wanna hide safely under the shadow of the Almighty, when you want deliverance in this present world, you go hide in the word of God. I'm not talking about hiding your sin. I said you hide under the shadow of the Almighty. But look at this verse. Don't my hiding place, Psalms 32 and 7 Thou my hiding place. <laughs> <clears throat> Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. Notice, he says, songs of deliverance. God to put a song in your heart and in your mouth. You don't have to be a great singer. I don't dare consider myself a aunty a, a singer, but I'ma sing because God gives me songs. I don't care who don't like it. That's the, that's your business. You can put your fingers in your ears. That's your business, but the Bible said make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Why should I rebel against that? For you, yeah. you may sing like an angel, but you ain't right. It don't mean nothing. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing I like about. It. That's the best thing. I used to sing on a choir. I know, shocking, right? I used to sing on the Brotherhood Choir. That was funny. Once in a while, I'll catch the two. <laughs> I would get away sometimes. You know what? One of the song instructors, song leader, said to me, "Oh, you have such a nice." He said, "You have such a nice voice." I cracked up laughing to myself. I said, "This man must be either drunk or crazy." <laughs> I didn't consider myself that a good voice, not for saying. But it's like when you look at things. When you look at the Word of God, you got to take it and what the Word of God say. You got to accept the word of God as what it says. You got to devour yourself into the word of God and receive what he has to say. But the scripture here says, God my hiding place, thou shalt preserve me from trouble. He wants to preserve you from trouble. Oh, that's if you want to be preserved. You don't want to be preserved from trouble. You're not going to be preserved. If you don't want to be preserved from trouble, you won't be. It's no big thing. And thou shalt come past me about with songs of deliverance. You're going to have heard songs of deliverance. There's a scripture about it. Talk about the people of God was carried away to Babylon. And while they were carried away, song. I think it's Psalm 90. That's yeah, true. I can't remember. Um, they were carried away to Babylon, and um, they were carried away to Babylon. And it said There they hung their willows, and those that had brought them there required them to sing a song of birth. And they said to them, Why, and how are we going to sing your song of Zion? They wanted to hear them sing the song of Zion. How are we going to sing the song of Zion in a strange land? How are we going to sing about God's deliverance? How are we going to sing about God's miracle work and power in a strange land? How? How? Have taken away? I'm not sure if it's Psalm I need to. I can't remember. Stuff in my head, But that's the scripture. However, they were right. They sins cause them to be taken away captive to Babylon. And they could not sing about Zion because they wasn't there. They done messed up. They done messed up. So they can no longer sing the songs of Zion. They can no longer sing the songs of Zion. When you mess up, you can't sing the songs of Zion. What are you singing about? You doing your own thing. You ain't obey God. You gonna? You're not gonna be singing, singing something like "God brought me up out of Mary Clay. He set my foot on a rock to say you ain't gonna be singing that. <clears throat> you're not gonna be singing that song. Let's go up to Zion. Let's go up to Zion, the city of The great king, listen to this, what else it says. There's healing and deliverance in Zion. There's healing and deliverance in Zion. The city of the great king. Now, how in the world, you've been carried away captive because of your sin. You're going to sing about Zion and what happened in time when you were in Babylon. And that's some of us. We refuse to set down deliverance, so we wanna bound in sin. Babylon really, Egypt represented sin. So we get wrapped up in this world till we are so messed up, we bypass deliverance. That's something to think about. When we walk away from God, when we rebel against God, we cannot sing songs of Zion. We cannot sing of his deliverance power. We have to first repent, and then he'll haken. Let's move on. Let's go to 2 Kings. Second Kings chapter 5. Second Kings chapter 5 and verse uh, 1. I want to read the story. I want to read. I want to read this passage to you, and I want you to listen to it. Listen to this. This is the verse I was telling you about that. I want to tell you about that, what can happen with deliverance. <clears throat> now, nay men. The captain of the host of the king of Assyria was a great man with his master and honorable because by him the Lord had given great deliverance unto Syria, and he was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. I'll read it again. Now Naaman, the captain of the host of the king of Assyria was a great man with his master and honorable because... By him, the Lord had given a great deliverance unto Syria. He also was a mighty man of valor, but he was a left. Syria. God brought deliverance to Syria. God used this man out of the lever to bring deliverance to Syria, but don't you know God destroyed Syria? The Syrians are always messing with people. But however, this is the thing about, this is the thing about, this is the thing about, the thing about deliverance. God could deliver one person in the whole place. And everybody else died. I'm not joking you. God could bring deliverance to one person, and the whole place died. You gotta read, you gotta read about Syria. Go read the scripture about Syria. God brought deliverance to this man, but he was a leper and he was sending to Elisha, Elisha, not Elijah, Elisha to receive his deliverance. The thing about God, God is willing to deliver whosoever will that will come to him. That's the difference. But Assyria, on the flip side, wound up getting destroyed because of their wicked deeds. But this man received deliverance. He was a great man, even though a great God used this man. I want to tell you something. I'm going to keep telling people this, and I'm trying to get people to understand something that's really important. Gifts and calling comes without repentance. We don't have to be saved to preach, teach, sing, and do all that other stuff. You could be a prophet and be lost. You do not have to be saved. You do not have to be saved to be a preacher, to be a teacher, to be a singer, to be a musician, none of that. You don't have to be saved to be a bus driver. Huh? You don't have to be saved to be president of the United States (coughs) or king of a nation. You don't have to be saved. Listen to this. The Bible says gifts and calling comes without repentance. Therefore, you are gonna give account for that gift that you use without being saved. I heard a story about the preacher that was pastoring for 25 years and never knew Christ. My gosh, how many people have been misled? Never repented of his sin. Naaman was a great man in Assyria and God used him mightily to bring deliverance to the Syrian. However, yes and calling come without repentance. We got to repent of our sin. We have to come clean with God <clears throat> regarding our sin. You got to read a story about uh, Syria and you'll learn more about what happened. Let's move on. I want to bring out that point that God brought deliverance to this leper, and God sent him to the man of God to receive deliverance. but when God heals you <clears throat> receive strength to thank you all right let's go to job chapter 2 job chapter 2 Joe not job Joe Joel chapter two not job Joel say He said, Job, I did not say Job, I said, Joel. Look at that verse. Every now and then I'm rumbling, there you go. Okay, Job chapter two, verse. 32, look at that verse. Look at what it says. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. are in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be delivered as the Lord has said, and in the random, whom the Lord shall call. I'm gonna read it one more time. <coughs> And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord have it said, in the in the in the and in the random of whom the Lord shall call. You know what? I took some time. I read up on Mount Zion. I was <coughs> I was interested about Mount Zion. Because a lot of people don't really know the story about Mount Zion. Mount Zion was originally the Jebusite's home. Mount Zion was originally the Jebusite's home. And that the name of Mount Zion meant mountain of fortress. Now, the name was used in, uh, uh, along with Jerusalem and two David captured the city. David made that, the city of David. And that's how it originally gained its name, the city of David, the King David, after he captured it. And it's why they called it, because in Mount Zion, it would be delivered because Mount Zion was a fortress. It was a loaded with safety. And David took that city and it became the city of David. <clears throat> a lot of people hear about Mount Zion, but there's deliverance there. Am I just singing a song, let's go up to Zion cause there's healing and deliverance. It didn't come there till it became the city of David. There was no deliverance there. There was no healing there. There was nothing there until David took that city. What am I trying to say? Until God sends someone in here, or God comes Himself, ain't no deliverance taking place. Oh, y'all don't hear me today. Until God comes to send one in his service, no deliverance is taking place. None. Oh, yeah. Did you ever say it was religious? They're religious to the devil. You gotta understand something about God. He don't change. God is too holy, he's too righteous, and he expects us to be holy and righteous as well. So David took this city, and in the verse 32 it said, and it shall come past that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Isn't that something? He didn't say if Job called, he said, whoever. You could be Arabian, Russian, Ukraine. Or, or I don't know. You could be whatever you want to be from whatever country or nation you come from. The Bible says, "Whosoever." Now listen. Here's the thing about God and deliverance. He knows when a person calls from their heart. We don't. We think when everybody come running to the altar, everybody gets saved. They do not. I had to learn that the hard way. Everybody that comes to the altar don't get saved. Some people just came because somebody brought them to the altar. You don't have to go to the altar to get saved in the first place, but that's what the church has taught so long that you got to come to the altar to be saved. <laughs> There's nowhere in the Bible said they had to come running to the altar, not to be saved. Anybody, you can get saved anywhere. Just imagine when Jesus was hung on a cross. Somebody ran up to that that cross. Uh, he's dying on the cross and saying, "Lord, save me." You got saved right there. Don't believe me? There was three other, two other people on the cross. not three, two. And one was proud, and the other one said, "Remember, it's me when thou comest into that kingdom." And Jesus said, "Surely you will be." But this day. Deliverance is something that everybody has to seek out for themselves because everybody needs something different type of deliverance. Some people are nuts. Some people are twisted. Some people are confused. All kind of deliverance is needed. That's why the scripture says in this verse, whosoever will. Whosoever. He didn't give a name. He didn't give a religion. He didn't give a race. He said, whoever called upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, shall be delivered. Deliverance is salvation. Deliverance is salvation from whatever you, whatever that thing you need to be delivered from. And then salvation is accepting Christ as your personal savior. So let's look at the verse one more time. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion, and in Jerusalem shall be delivered. As the Lord have it said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. Yeah. The Bible says, many are called, but few are chosen. That's because everybody wants to get saved. Everybody wants to live right. You have to want this. You, you have to want it. You have to want to be saved. You have to want eternal life. You have to desire it. That's why it says, whosoever will. It's not saying that, Joe, Harry, whosoever. Get in your head, you, Mary, Joe. But he didn't put no name there. It's whoever will. But then Mount Zion will be delivered. Let's move on. Let's go to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13. Listen to this. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 it says, Who have delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated, translated us into the kingdom of his dead son. I'll read it one more time. Who have delivered us from the power of darkness and have it translated us into the kingdom of his dead son. Notice he says, Look at the first beginning ever. Who have delivered us from the power of darkness? We got to be delivered from the power of darkness. You got to get darkness out of your life. You got to get darkness from around you. You know why? Some people need to cut off the people that they deal with. That's that's what's holding them back. That's what's holding them back from eternal victory because they will not listen. They will not hearken to the voice of the Lord, thy God nor do anything that he say do. That's why they can't get delivered. That's why they cannot receive the deliverance that God has for them because they won't listen. They they refuse to hearken unto the voice of the Lord God. They refuse to listen to what He has to say. And then they get mad. When God can't move and if God can't move in sin. You cannot expect God to bring deliverance in your life if you're still hanging in the bar. You can't expect God to come to deliver deliver your life if you're still hanging out with homosexuals if you were the homosexual. You got to be honest. The same thing with prostitutes. The same thing with pimps. Sinners! <laughs> Baby, that, that's more clearly, right? You understand me now? You can't spend all your day hanging out with sinners! I'm not talking about working. Y'all missing what I'm saying. You can work with sinners all day! I got to scream this out, because the Bible says scream this out. The house top. So sister, so when and listen. I'm going to say it. You can work with sinners all day! But you can't hang out with them all day. They're different. <laughs> the Bible said he would have friends, but first show himself friendly. So if you ain't showing yourself friendly around those same folks, they're not gonna be your friend. You gonna keep those same wicked friends you got, and they ain't gonna never get saved because you don't show no light. Yeah. And the Bible said, "I just see the light walk therein." Huh? The word of God don't change. People try to run that number on me, but so I can't be around nobody. I say no. I got to walk around with all safe folks all the time. I told you, and I'll say it again. You can work with sinners all day. But you can't hang out with them all day because they want to do sinner stuff. After work. I'm going to do sinner stuff on work. You got to be honest with yourself. I mean, if you re- if you really want deliverance in your life, if you really, truly want deliverance in your life, you're going to have to do some changing. You're going to have to read what the scriptures say. You're going to have to follow what the scriptures say. The Bible says, "As you see the light, walk therein." Look at that verse. Colossians 1.13. Who have delivered us from the power of darkness? and have translated us into the kingdom of his dead son. who's automatically translated into his kingdom. Let me give our life a right. Automatically. Let's move on. Let's go to Jeremiah 29 and 11. This is an interesting verse. A lot of people know this verse. This is a very interesting verse. Jeremiah 29 and 11. Popular verse, popular verse, popular, popular, popular. Well, um, I know this most popular stuff people don't follow. <laughs> they just hear about it. Okay, listen to this. <clears throat> Let me read it because it's very popular. Jeremiah 29 and 11. I could quote it without looking at the scripture, but I want to read it from the scripture. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, the thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you an expected end. Let me read it one more time. Boy, I'm going to read it slow so you guys get it. <clears throat> For I know the thought that I think towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not evil to give you an expected end. Did you hear what I just said? Now, this isn't me. that's God. He said, I'll read it again, one more time, slow. I'm going to read it one more time. I want to let her sink in, let her sink in. Okay, I hear that. For I know the thought that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you an expected end. So you may say, well, why do I got to go through, why am I going through all this stuff? If you think peace towards me, because you need to stop thinking evil towards yourself. God thinks the best of you. You let the devil make you think the worst of you. (laughs) And that's what he was saying. She was talking about negative thoughts. It's true. You can negative yourself out. Brother Oliver always used to say that you can negative yourself out by your talking. My brother picked it up and said it another way. The scripture said the word that you say become life. Life in death and in the power of this tongue. Stop speaking death to yourself and speak life. And at that, that, everlasting. So the Lord said, I know the thoughts that I really think about you. The thoughts of peace, that is a blessing to know that God don't think bad about me. He thinks thoughts of peace, that I can be peaceful, be at peace with myself and others. Okay, let's look at it one more time. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil. Now listen to the last part. This is a part that blows your way to give you an expected end. It says that's what it says, and give you an expected end to give you. I get it in your heart, get it in your head, get it out your head and get it in your heart. God wants to give you the expected and you're looking for. Now, what type of end are you really looking for? If you're looking for an end of defeat, well, you know you're going to get that because God don't deal with negative stuff. So the devil is going to give you that. I was thinking about. I was one of one of the businesses that I have. has been in the mud for a long time, and I was thinking about tossing I'm not gonna lie, I was thinking about tossing the guy, can't seem to get it running. Ain't well, 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 Mr. Pandemic Outbreak came through. Mr. Pandemic Outbreak became thoughts of peace from my business, that business. And that business went like this. It was like this. Was like I'm not kidding. I don't sell no medical products. It has nothing to do with that. The big, That business should have really sunk below the bottom, but it just took off and haven't stopped. I had nothing to do with, I don't offer anything for the pandemic, no product, no services, nothing for the pandemic, or sick people, nothing like nothing. It's just amazing how God works. Because you got to understand what the scripture says to give you an expected end. God already said he knows the thoughts that he thinks poor with you. That's where we mess up. We don't really understand what God thinks towards us. He thinks the thoughts of peace. He don't want you jacked up and miserable and confused. That's the devil. To God. It's the God. His thoughts towards us. We got to. Well, I'm telling you, we got to put the enemy in its place. You know, I always once in a while talk about water. I like to drink. Um, no, I'm not a spokesman for him, but I like to drink Poland spring water. That's how I am. Well, you want to know something about this polar spring water? It does taste good. It should make you smoke. This water tastes delicious when it's ice cold. You wonder why I'm saying that, right? Okay. The Bible says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Now, let's go back to the water. This water tastes so good. But it's good. Delicious. Amen. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. You and I hear, Did you hear what I said? Oh, taste and what? And see for yourself that the Lord is good. Now, look at that verse again. The Lord said, I know the thought that I think towards you, sayeth the Lord. The thoughts of peace and not evil. To give you an expected, I'm going to get mine. You want to know something else? I found in the Bible it says, with long life would I satisfy him and show him my salvation. I personally accepted that scripture. I accepted that for myself. And God's given me long life. And he's going to show me his salvation. Because he's the only person going to show me his salvation. His salvation is not just being in the church, hallelujah, thank you Jesus. His salvation is what he has for me in my lifetime. See, God isn't giving you every. I don't do foolishness about prosperity, preaching, that bunch of false prophets anyway. But the whole thing, listen to this. God doesn't give no one everything at one time because he wants to spread it out and give you stuff over time so you can enjoy it. Imagine if, if God wanted to give you, uh, okay, I like the. I'll, I'll tell you a little secret about it. One more secret. One of the things I like to eat is Jamaican bun. They call it Easter bun, right? Ooh, I love to eat. However, they're only sold, generally speaking, at around Easter time. That's the only time they really sold around Easter time. You can really buy them. Uh, well, I think it's just Easter, right? Uh, Christmas time, too? That's a different. Type. Big bun. Oh, the big bun is the Easter bun. Anyway, uh, that bun, the Easter bun, I love the Easter. However, that's gen. That one is generally at Easter time. They have the smaller one, right? Regular the regular size one you get. But the Easter one, I like to cut it up gotta eat them. That is the same thing with God, blessing your life. He doesn't give you everything at one time. So I gotta wait till next Easter to get another one. Why? Because it'll be more enjoyable. Because if I bought two and try to keep the other one till next Easter, it's gonna spoil. God gives us stuff over time we can enjoy it. Okay, to prove it, if you have 10 cars, you can only drive one at one time. You can only, even though you got 10, you can't enjoy it. I was watching a TV show and a lady said something that was really interesting. She was talking to her boss, her former boss. He was doing all kinds of, messing up, trying to mess with So she said to him, you may be a rich man, but outside you being rich, what do you have? And he sat there dumbfounded. He couldn't answer the question. Outside of him being rich and having loads of money, what do you have? He had no peace. He wasn't happened. He wound up telling a story about his mother and his father. So he's been miserable all his life. He's been miserable all his life. But he was super rich. He didn't have anything. What I'm trying to tell you is that deliverance is something that you can personally obtain in your life and you can receive full kingdom blessings on your life. You can receive all that God has and wants for your life if you allow him to do that. ain't no distance with God's ability to provide. See the man from Assyria, how God blessed his life? Delivered him. Read the story. Let's go to Psalms 107. We just about finished. Psalms 107, I know the verse by heart. It says, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. 107, Psalms 107 and 20. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. He sent his word. What did I say? 107? Yeah. He sent his word and healed them. Right. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Psalms 107 to 20. He sent, the Lord sent his word to those that desired true healing. His word to heal them. And it was another part, not just the healer, the deliverer. And that wasn't all. From their destruction, what they were doing to themselves. You being negative all the time, talking down to yourself, stop that. Stop that. You are kings and priests. You are the inheritance of God when you live right. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. That's deliverance. God will send his word and heal you and deliver you from your destruction. Don't see, he ain't talking about nobody. He's talking about you. You know why? Because God is personal. He loves to do things personally for us, with us and through us, and in the midst of us. One day, we all stand before God for what we did in the body in which we live. This house, this earthly tabernacle, will be dissolved one day. But it's what we do. How we live, it really makes a difference. Deliverance. Oh, deliverance, how wonderful you are. Oh, deliverance, how great have you been. Oh, deliverance, revive me. Again. (laughs) Deliverance. Two-part message. One last week, one this week. But the question remains out of both messages. Will you get delivered? Will you accept? Will you accept your deliverance? I mean, really. We got to really accept our deliverance. We got to really accept accept what God say. And I know self doesn't want to do it, but we got to accept what God says so we can receive full kingdom. Until David took Mount Zion, it was never a place of deliverance. Until you stand your ground, you'll never be in a place of deliverance. You can go to church all you want. It's not going to be a place of deliverance till you stand your ground about what's going on in your life and allow God to deliver you. Everybody got something going on in their life. Everybody got things that they got to keep on uh, 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 fighting to get removed out of their life and uh, either allow God to deliver. Sometimes you got to cut people loose. Sometimes you got to stop doing things. Sometimes you got to turn the TV off, the computer off, the phone off. Sometimes you got to do all these things to receive your deliverance. If there's anybody here that don't know the Lord, it's your personal Savior. Now is the time to give your life to the Lord. I don't know where you may be, what country you may be, wherever you may be. Let us pray a prayer of repentance and let Christ come into your life, save you, deliver you, and make you free. Repeat after me as we pray. It's just a simple prayer, no magic power. How how. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, come on, come on. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to deliver me, come into my life to be my Lord and my personal Savior. I ask you to save me right now. Revive my soul, my mind, my heart in you. in you today. I thank you for dying on Calvary and rising on the third day for me, that I might be delivered today. In Jesus' name, I thank you for saving And those that need prayer in right our Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to touch every liberal soul under the sound of my voice tonight. Touch, heal, deliver, and make free. Break the yokes, bring the deliverance that they need, Give them strength to receive the deliverance. Give them strength to praise you, and thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now listen, Wednesday night, 8.15, we have Bible study coming up later in May. We will be starting an official 24-hour channel with Bible study. I'll talk more about that in the coming days. Until Wednesday night at 8.15, walk with God and get the deliverance you need. God bless.